your good looks, your character, the way it is. No, it was God. 
the jobs you own, you, you, you weren't qualified, he did. The children you had, there are people who don't have, God is good. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, but you did. It's a reason why he did what he did. And why he's doing what he's doing even now. Let us pray. Once again, God, we thank you for so many blessings seen and unseen, undeserved. We thank you for our unmerited favor. We ask him don't be done with us. Continue making and molding us into what you desire for us to be. Forgive us for putting our own desires, our own wants, our own needs ahead of you. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, for seeking a purpose that does not include you. We asking right now, Father, that you increase amongst us. I ask that I decrease and you increase and use me to speak to your people. Lord, bless them with ears to hear, Lord, that they may lead today, Lord, running to tell somebody about you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, I welcome you. I thank my pastor for preaching opportunities. I thank God for favor with my pastor because there are many who have a pastor but are not allowed to speak. Not from this setting. So my pastor is gracious and kind and everything else. It's just wonderful. For those of you that have your Bible, I'm going to take you to a couple of familiar passages of scripture today. Those of you that own your phone, that's fine too. I don't, I, what I want to encourage you, don't forget about the book. Don't get so caught up into technology that you forget about the book. One day, technology going to be gone. Do y'all hear me? One day, it's going to be of no use to you. What then? Do not become dependent on today's technology. It's a snare of the devil. As you know, they can check your water, check your power bill, your gas bill without getting out now. If they can do that, that means that there is a buddy. Turn it off. With your electronic devices, they can turn it off. You get so dependent on it that they turn it off. Chaos. People losing their mind. You see it all the time. Lose your phone. Misplace your phone. All hell breaks loose. The world needs to stop because I need to find my phone. Everything I have is in the phone. I wish that it was like that with the Lord. Everything I have is in the Lord. 
Your relationship with God is in your phone. Oh, I know I'm going too far, but I just, I, 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 I just want to let us know because technology has done it, and, and it makes us lazy. How many have an atlas? Oh, my bad. You got to raise your hand. I got Google Maps. I got, huh? We used to know how to read maps. We used to have to buy maps. If all the technology you have go away, how will you survive? Yes, it's good, but it also has its downfall. In the book of John, chapter 4, verse 4, we will also read book of John, chapter 4, verses 28 and 29. And I also will cover book of John, chapter 10, verses 3 and verse 10. But the first verse says in John, chapter 4, verse 4, dealing with the Samaritan woman at the well. Verse 4 says this, and he must needs go through Samaria. Say, come by here, Lord. Let me hear you say, come by here, Lord. Okay. I'm only saying that because you in Samaria. Somebody is in Samaria and needs the Lord to stop by. I, 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 I want to put that in your spirit. He, he needs to go there. He, he don't need to take another route. He needs to make a beeline to you. To you. And what's amazing, you don't know that you need him. She didn't know that she needed the Lord, but she did. She needed a personal encounter. We are dealing with folks who know of God but don't know God. What kind of Christian are you? Are you a Baptist, Methodist, Catholic Christian? non-denominational Christian, what, what is it? Is Christianity a religion or a relationship? I, 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 I really want to drive this home because today in time, everybody said they're a Christian, but nobody's following Christ. When you're a Christian, then your, your, your belief is based on what you want him to be. I believe him, he, he, he's the God of love that loves everybody no matter what. He ain't going to punish you. You can live how you want to live. That's not following Christ. We have to follow his words, his commandments. And so we live in a country where there is what is called separation of what church and state. Is that true when it comes to God? God is everything. The state says, or should I say, they said, but what does God say? Throughout the Bible, we'll see where there has always been a conflict between what God says and what man says. But here he must needs go through Samaria. I'm going to jump to verse 28 and 29. We're going to tie this all in. It says this, chapter 4, verse 28, 29. It says... The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man 
which told me all the things I ever did, is this, is not this the Christ. Somebody need to drop their water pot. Somebody need to drop what they're doing today. What you've been holding on and carrying on and dragging around with you, uh, it could be your phone, it could be your life, it could be whatever, you need to drop it. When you have a personal encounter, when you have a true relationship with the master, you will drop it and you will go tell somebody. So he must needs go to him. The woman there was, she, 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 she was in a situation, but after she had a conversation, her life was changed. I'm praying that your life be changed today as well. John 10 and 3 says this. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he call his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. He showed up. She didn't know she belonged to him. She didn't know she was his. He showed up, he called, he talked to her. That's why when she dropped her water pot, she understood her purpose, her meaning, her destiny in life, and she went to go share with someone. And this is how we draw this together as this message will come out. Understand, when you have an encounter with him, because you belong to him, you will change. You will move. Because he said, the day you hear my voice, heart not your heart. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He been knocking. He been knocking. But what's crazy, some people don't open the door. It's bad when Jesus is constantly knocking at your door and, and you treat him like the Jehovah's Witness. the boys that's on those bicycles riding. Oh, it's time to go in. Oh, yeah, I know I'm telling the truth. Verse 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Let's tie all this in. What we will talk about today is that you matter to God. This is the driving point. You matter to God. Say, I matter to God. I matter to God. I need you to understand that because what I was telling God, I was saying, look, when I, when I be preaching and everything, I, I, I need something else to draw. He said, I understand you matter to me. But you need to figure out how you matter to me. And why you matter to me? What happened? And so no matter how this message is taught or whatever, when you're talking to a person, you can go all the way back to the beginning and see that we matter to him. Because in the garden, he showed what his love for us. We mattered so much to him that he started then working out a plan for us. Man was deceived and woman was deceived back then, but he had a plan in place. We've been in the darkness about the plan that God had for us, that God has for us. And so it's important that we come to the light. 
For years and years, understand, we've been living in sin. The word said I was born in sin, shaping into iniquity. But before I was born, I was with him. He knew me before my mama formed me in her belly. When I was born, for some reason, I forgot about him. I didn't know. So I had to relearn him. And so when you're born into this world, you have to be taught right. You have to be encouraged to do right. Nobody has to teach you wrong because you came into this world knowing wrong. Spare the rod, spoil the child. If you do not help them along the way, then they're going to be disobedient children. We have to teach the witnesses, the church, our purpose is here to teach about God, to show people our daily life. If only Christ they're going to see is us, then what kind of follower of Christ are you? They must see you following by example. They must see your example. He calls his own sheep by name. His own. Do you belong to Christ? If you do, you matter to God. Do you sometimes feel like you're just a face in the crowd? Or just a number in a system? If you feel depersonalized and dehumanized, that is exactly how the devil wants you to feel. That you don't matter much to anyone, especially to God. Let's go down memory lane back to the garden. He was there. Obviously, he tried to talk to Adam. Adam wasn't paying him no attention. That's normally a man. Am I right? When, you, when we focus us uh, centered, you know, we got that vision. We, we ain't paying attention to nothing. It wasn't until a woman came along that, huh? Before then, we like, huh, whatever. For some reason, when the woman came along, he got her attention. And he began to conversate with her. And as you read in the scripture, you'll see that she told him, what thus saith the Lord, for what she knew. We can't eat it, touch it, or nothing, okay? I don't know how long he kept talking to her or whatever, but eventually he convinced her, you're not going to die. For God knows in the day that you eat it, you shall be like God, knowing good and evil. And so his thing was to convince her that God wasn't telling her the truth, that God was holding something back from her. In today's society, our people believe that God has held them back from something. God don't want them to have something. So they got to go out and get it on their own. They got to do it on their own. You don't love me, so I'm going to go find love. I ain't finna work for you for this. I'm going to go out and get my own job. I'm going to do my own. So when you look in the word of God, understand even with Cain, Cain built the city without God. Did y'all hear that? He had instruments and everything. You go back and look at the scripture. 
were done without God. God was there, but they didn't want his help. Didn't want to follow his rules nor his way. Children at times would get above themselves, as we would say in the older days, when they start smelling themselves. Think they know more than the parents. Think they are smarter than the parents. It becomes an issue because just as soon as they get into trouble, who they call it? The parents. The parents. Whether it's money, whether it's to get out of jail, whether, whatever it is you call it mama or dad, it's somebody that you're going to call. You want their money, but never their advice. Ain't that how it go? People want your money, but not your advice. People want the blessings of God, but not his advice. People want to go, as we said, to heaven, but nobody want the cross. Nobody want to die. But I want you to know that you do matter to God, for he calls you by name. And he knows exactly what you are going through and where you are hurting. You can't hide from God. The woman in Samaria was going through something, been going through something. You know, you, when you read that, she had had five husbands. Because you can't tell me she ain't been through that. Psychologically, you can't tell me she wasn't going through nothing. She's with the six men, and so what you need to understand, she had six spiritual soul ties. Through science, what they say is that when you become intimate with a person, then understand with a man, his DNA is in you, even to your very bones. I'm going to pause for a minute. Because I don't think y'all wanted some health classes going on in here. They tell you everybody who he been with, you been with. And everybody who you been with, he been with. Everybody don't have the same spirit. And so people don't talk about the spiritual soul ties that you don't see. You want to understand why he tripping? Why she tripping? Well, understand with the spiritual soul ties, the enemy has a legal right to you to torment you because you have become one. The only way spiritual soul ties are broken is by the blood of Jesus. But a lot of times it's hard to teach this because people hadn't reached a point in Christ where they could understand the spirit. But God, all this is in the word of God, but we're like, hmm. So you want to know where this thought came from in your mind. Well, maybe it's who you had been hooking up with. You, you ain't no cusser, but the person you've been dating with, however, and is sleeping around with is a bona fide cusser, smoker, and everything. And all, every now and then, you have one of those, boom, shoot through your mind. You have to cast it down. You have to tear that. This woman here had had five husbands and with on the six. I don't know how crazy one, two, three, four, and five were, but obviously, look, she had a lot of stops at the well. What I might got myself in again. This is what happened. 
things. You, you, you find yourself in situations where you got to take a break. You ever had to take a break? Because things are so crazy in your life, I just need to think. I just need a breather. Back in the day, they had a, they had a commercial that said, cow God, take me away. I run that tub full of bubbles so I can hide in the bubbles. Her job was to go to the well to recollect her thoughts because whatever she had to go back to she had to rejuvenate I'm, I'm, I'm. hear me God sees you and cares for you just as he cared for the people when he first walked on earth even to today, he cares. You matter to God. Even before the universe was created, God had you in mind. He has a plan and a purpose for you. You know God's plan and purpose for you is to prosper you well beyond the few years that you have here. Why? Because you was made to last forever. You was made to live forever with him. The enemy don't want you to know this. He wants you to lose sight on your plan and purpose that God has for you. He wants you to have your few moments of fun in the sun and, and do what you want to do with your life and, 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 uh, until it's too late. Because when you're dead, you're done. The search for the purpose of life has puzzled people for thousands of years because we typically begin with the, at the wrong starting point. Did you hear me? We start at the wrong starting place, being ourselves. You can't start with you. If nobody ever told you, let me let you know now, you can't start with you. The starting point is never you. How this happened, Pastor? This happens because we ask self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? What are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for my future? If you're hearing that, everything is about my. The word of God tells you about a man that, that, that said, my bonds. He, he, he built bigger bonds. He did it. It was all about him. But when he died, whose things will those be? All that he accomplished, all that he did. He did nothing for God. Only what you do for Christ will last. Focusing on self will never reveal one's life purpose. It is God who directs the lives of his creatures, for everyone's life is in his hands. Understand, your life is in his hands. What kind of relationship do you have with the creator? Here I go again. What kind of relationship do you have? 
To find your purpose, you must begin with God, your creator, and his reasons for creating you. You were made by God and for God. And until you understand this, life will never make any sense. Life will never make sense until you understand that you was made by God and for God. So when you're praying, you need to ask him, and then you need to wait to hear from him. This ain't Burger King. Have it your way. You, 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 this ain't, he ain't fast food, so I, I, you need some patience. You ask him and you keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Keep searching. He will answer you in his own time, but you keep on asking. We, what we believe is that I ain't going to ask you but one time. Who are you talking to? I ain't going to tell you but one time. Are you talking at God or to God? Come on now. You talking at him. Do you hear me? When a person begins to talk to you in a manner that you feel that's disrespectful or demeaning, you will tell, I ain't no child. So what does God supposed to say to you when you're talking to him like that? Am I, am, am I a man or a woman? Am I human? Am I, look, am, or am I God? And I'm God all by myself. And uh, who, who are you to? That kind of thinking, understand, still comes from the enemy because he's making you believe that God don't care about you, that God don't love you. He do, but it's a way that you got to go to him. It's a way that you go to your parents. I don't care how old you get when you walk in your mama's and daddy's house. It's who house? You can be grown as all outdoors, but when you come in there, you the child. You grown, you can be 70, 80 years old. I'm a living witness. <laughs> hey, my reflexes are faster than my mama. I can see the lick coming. I can do the matrix. She's swinging. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't see it happen. If I was too slow, pow! Oh, y'all like ain't got parents like that or had parents like that. They tell you when grown folks talking, be quiet, and you looking like, hey, I'm going. Oh, my bad. Yes, ma'am. It is only in God that we discover our origin, our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, and our destiny in God. 
in helping you this morning and helping me, we have to rediscover, we have to research for these things. We got to keep asking, keep knocking, because in God we find true meaning to life. There are people that got millions of dollars, millions, still unhappy. I, I, I think of the, 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 the wife of Amazon, the man that had the money. It's amazing that she was with this man and all, and then she got all this, and who did she marry? Her high school sweetheart, who's a teacher. She was with a man that was a billionaire but was unhappy. All those years she spent, all that time she gave, was it, was it about the money or what? No one, no one really knows, but, but her true love was with the person who probably respected her, admired her, treated her like she's supposed to be treated. Sometimes we get caught up in things and we choose something that appears to look good on the outside and before public eye. But it's what on the inside of a person that truly matters. They used to tell us back in the day, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But we have let too many people choose the beauty for us. Sometimes being ourselves and not let God do it. My friend, you matter to God. He calls you by name and knows exactly as I said, what you are going through and where you are hurting. What I come to find in our scripture was that there was a shorter route from Judea to Galilee. But the Bible says that he needed to go through Samaria. In other words, Jesus deliberately took the route, the shorter route so that he could stop by Samaria to speak to the woman. So what I was saying, stop by here, Lord. Hey, Jesus could have went the longer way instead of coming the shorter way to Fort Field. But he took the short route to come by here this morning. Because somebody needed to hear a word. Somebody needs to be encouraged. Somebody needs to know that they are loved, that they are cared about, that look, you can do it, you can make it. You can. Somebody needs to be encouraged. Somebody needs to hear about him. It's going to be all right. Why did he do that? Because the woman had been searching for something in her life to satisfy her. What are you looking for today? Why aren't you satisfied? It says this woman had five husbands. And the man she was living with was not a husband. She had five, so I'm done with the husbands. I'm done with being married. I'm going to do it like this. But what I want you to understand her sinful situation didn't cause God to shy away from her. Hear me. Your sin don't scare God. 
sin is scared of God. It's the opposite way. No matter your situation, your condition, no matter what you're in, God can save you. He can help you. He can fix you if you let him. Clearly things had not been going right for her in her life. And somebody here today, things may not be going right for you. But help is not on the way, it's here. She was probably looking for answers and fulfillment and must have felt ashamed about her failed marriages and current lifestyle. We got people like that in America, in the world today. They're not, they're not feeling good about who they are. We're a nation that has self-esteem issues. We need everybody to affirm us but God. What we have to do as Christians is let them know that God cares about you, that you are important to God. You are wonderfully made. There is nothing you have to alter about you. You just got to get closer to him, a closer walk, deeper talk. Invest your time in him. Not the things of the world. Get the hell out of the world. Stop dealing with the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. Stop leading the lies. Remember I read the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He does that by always feeding us through lust. We don't know the difference between lust and love. Lust ain't going to lay down his life for you. Lust ain't going to heal you. Lust ain't going to visit you when you're sick. Lust ain't coming to the hospital. Lust ain't going to the jailhouse. Pride. What comes before fall? Pride. People have become so proud in their lifestyle, immoral lifestyle. We have embraced this as a society. The church has went into the closet. The light has went up under a bushel, not on a candlestick. We now have to worship in secret. We have to pray in secret. Everything now that we used to could do all in the open, it's, it's, it's been brought against you. In America, in the world. But we serve a risen Savior. It says, yet in spite of all this, she mattered to Jesus. Hear me now. In spite of all that she had been through, in spite of what she's going through, she mattered. He stopped by to see her. A woman who was living with a man that wasn't her husband. A woman who had five husbands. He stopped by to see her just like he'll stop by to see the drug addict. He'll stop by to see the person that's alcoholic. He'll stop by to see the homeless people. He'll stop by to see you, even though you could be married and stay in the house and appear to have everything lined up. But God knows 
knows all and sees all. So he stopped by to see you. He ministered to us, to her. And after she met Jesus, we may say the perfect man, the right man, the person who didn't judge her, who saw her for truly who she was. She was transformed that very moment. Why? Because she was no longer ashamed. We all got a past. Our past don't determine our future, but our present. We all used to be something. We all used to do something. Don't be ashamed if, if that was you. It was a stepping stone to get where you are now. Because you trusted him. What haven't we done? He asked me on my job, you ain't never smoke. I said, what? Smoke it up. Smoke it up. I told my, told my brother-in-law, man, where is the herb from Cleveland? Yesterday. He started laughing. I said, where is that? I'm ready to become a Browns fan now. Where the drink at? I see the bros when I go see the queue. Where that? Where the oil at? Just give me a drop on my tongue. Bros don't make oil no more. They listen, man, we don't drink that. They sophisticated. They drink that expensive stuff. Like, man, what the world? I need the cheap stuff. I'm out of date. I'm ancient. I don't drink nothing. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all funny. Y'all act like y'all ain't been there. Anybody ever smoke weed and when you go around it, you know it. Somebody smoking something around here. Secretly, I'm trying to inhale all I can. It ain't, it, 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 it ain't working. Okay. She said, come see a man. Today when I see them, they ask me, what happened? Casanova, what I said, man, I got saved. I'm not ashamed to tell nobody I got saved. In high school, I was over, uh, probably say a youth gang, we call SYG, they still, still around. I still see them. I still talk to them. Probably forever be affiliated with them, but I don't do the things that we used to do. And as me telling you, I'm, I'm not ashamed that I was a part of it. And then, I was young, foolish, didn't know what I know now. 
In order for me to help them, I have to let them know, hey, there's another way. Like the wise men when they came to Jesus when he was a baby, they went another way. They didn't go back to Jerusalem the way they came. They went another way. Once they laid eyes on him, once they, once they came into contact, this means. People always say your name, Casanova, you must, you, you must be a Casanova. Not no more. I got saved. I met the Lord on my Damascus road. And if you know anything about Damascus, that means he had to knock me down. Because I wasn't going there. I thought I was a bad brother. I didn't take some. But when the Lord put, your, put hands on me, man. I often say it's like uh, having diarrhea. He got to run his course. When he put them hands on me, help me now. My mama couldn't help me. We're going to pray for you. Let the Lord have mercy on you. Because when he's moving, when he got you, oh, y'all don't understand. He, when he got a hold of a person, you even pray for him. When, sometimes it can be so bad for a friend, for an enemy. When God shows up, done had enough of your mess and said, look at him. You'll feel sorry for him. And you'll say, Lord, have mercy. Some of you was in that same situation. Somebody had to pray for you. In closing, I want you to know that Jesus came a long way from heaven for you. You certainly matter to him. He came to give you life, and as we read, life more abundantly. You're not just a face in the crowd. You're not just a number. No, he knows you by name. And he has a personal love for you. And in spite of the mess which you may be in now, he wants to meet your every need and make your life beautiful again. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. If you would only trust him, if you would only believe in him. And as I open the doors of the church, if you would only come to him. As our deacons come, we want to offer you to come. He want to do it for you. Oh, yes. My friend, my Lord, my Savior, Jesus, born in Bethlehem. Read in Nazareth, tried in unjust courts. He was hung, crucified, dead and buried. But he did not stay dead. On the third day morning, he got up with all power in his hand and declared that I am he that was dead. But behold, I'm alive forevermore. 
Come on, he wants to quicken you. He wants to renew you. He wants to revive you. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in for the word of God says the Father. He wants to put you back together again. He gonna make you better. Come on. Will there be one? You matter to God. You matter to God. You matter to God. You matter. 